Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. In the first minute. with Swamp Rat Fishing. My co-host is with the most. This Paul Roberts is here. And I just want to say it feels awesome to be back. It took, I was off for a little two weeks. I stopped in last week for a little bit. But uh, it feels really, really awesome to be back. Uh, back with my co-host is with the most is Paul. Paul, brother, how are you? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm wonderfully wonderful. I'm so glad that I take my role back as being just the pretty face of the podcast <laughs> and you're doing all the work, uh, even though it ain't going to last long, I'm going to relish this moment. Listen, you could tell I wasn't there to rein in uh, last week's episode, uh, the battle of the <laughs> co-hosts that ran for a record uh, over two hours. It was uh, a mighty, it's like mighty two, episode. It was like two hours and 40 minutes in, uh, you know, honestly, it, that's shorter than what Sean and I anticipated. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a great episode. I want to thank you uh, again for helping out, taking over duties, taking over some of this work while I'm in limbo. Um, but I should be up and running for the next couple of weeks. I should be on, so which is really good. Tonight we've got uh, OG scuba fishing. We've got Stephen, as he likes to be called, with us, and uh, he's going to go over. The big thing why we got on here, not only is he a stick, but also he uh, did really well in a, uh, being a co-angler in uh, a regional BFL series. So we really want to dive into that. We figure that's something that you don't hear a lot, somebody's experience and how to do all of that. But yep. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome because there's, there's, there's folks out there that want to do it and they're either scared or don't know how to get started. And uh, there's potentially folks out there that know you can do this and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Mr. Steven here is going to give us a good, good introduction into how to get started and then how he was successful. Because if anybody's ever fished off the back of the boat <laughs> in a non-team tournament, like you right. out there competing with the guy in the front of the boat, you'll, you don't understand the position you get put in because, uh, you know, you are literally in the, in the rear of the boat and you might as well be in the rear of a donkey. Because that's about how good the fishing is when the turds, because it's all a bunch of turd fishing. But anyway, yeah. I will say, so, I know you didn't want to bring this up because you ain't been fishing, but I have been fishing. Yes. I went that's today. What I wanted to talk about. I went today 
And uh, the last time I fished was at a tournament where not only did I get skunked, I didn't even get a bite. It was pretty terrible. I had to leave early too. So I couldn't even try to, you know, grind it out. But anyway, went out for two hours today to good old Sharon Harris. And I know Lone Star and and Mr. Hooked Up North are probably over there laughing, mocking me. Uh, They hadn't (laughs) even heard this yet. But let me tell y'all something. The, the, The Shad, oh my God. I, I, I did the farthest I got from the damn ramp today was was forty yards, <laughs> and I caught I caught putting the boat twenty eight thirty bass. That's awesome. And man. I had a, probably another ten jump off as I was flipping them in. It was absolutely amazing day fishing. Two hours, it was wonderful. I feel like I could go with Kevin Van Dam. And, and and any other professional bass fisherman out there right now, I could even Mike Iconelli, uh, even Ike, I would whoop White Ike's ass right now. I am I'm probably I could, the greatest. I could whoop I could whoop Mike or Ike's ass right now, and I haven't fished in a month, so don't worry. I am it. the greatest angler walking this earth right now. I <laughs> love it, man. I love it. I'm glad. To, <laughs> I'm, I'm super stoked to hear and. I mean, we're going to put this out on the podcast because we did talk about this before we started recording. You recorded the whole thing. So now I did here's your push. Thing. You need to edit that up. I think that's going to be awesome for people to see. Sounds like a ton of action. This is that push because I know you've got eons worth of content sitting on uh, old dat tapes in a bunker that we need to get you getting in there, editing it up, releasing it out. So I hope you use this as a push. It's a great day. You got to show that. It, man. it was and the best fish, the best footage, the best content that I recorded was the biggest fish that I caught jumping out of the water. Looked like Michael Phelps doing the breaststroke flips, all kinds of shit. Looked like a crazy small mouth. Three just huge jump out of water. I love it. My big ass head was between the camera and the fish the whole, yeah, we're past time, the whole fucking time. And um, so I'm really bummed about it, so I might not do shit. But anyway, enough about that. Let's get Mr. O.G. Scuba Steve on, and we'll roll with it. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. I hear you loud and clear. I've heard you the whole I time. I can't hear anybody. Look at this. This is awesome. Paul, you can hear me. I'll be right back. I can hear everybody. <laughs> so, 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 Steve, Alex, this is just a tease. It's just me and you. That's it, right? He's going <laughs> to run away now. Oh, we'll no, give him a coming. minute to come back home. He's so, had, Paul, I guess he's restarting everything. So, Paul, you were slaying fish today, huh? It, it was, Bo, it was one of those days. Two hours, 30 fish. It was just one of those days, man. I mean, it's it's been a long time, a long time since the fall I've had bite, a day like that. The fall bite is on, you know. Oh, it is for us. And so, what's weird? Uh, the last couple of weeks with this lake, back in some of the the shorter creeks, it the water looked like antifreeze. Oof. It was it was a had a it had that antifreeze antifreeze greenish color, and yeah. it wasn't. It was just subsurface. You think of, it's of from the, the from the, the the pollen and grass dying off and stuff? The, the leaves I, dying off. I think off? it's I think it was the lake turning over because there was a lot of bubbles coming up from the bottom. Like I'm not I'm not an expert in this, but I've been reading reading and shit. 
I, it, it seems like that lake was turning over. The water temps were um, it kind of been in the, the uh, high 80s, or, oh, yeah. or excuse me, lower 80s. And now today it was 73. So, Holy so this, shit, you're still at low 80s? Jesus. Well, 73 today. You got to understand, man, I'm in North Carolina. What's, it's still been what's, damn 90 what's degrees. That called? What's the water specialist called? You know, like a tree guy's an arborist. What's the water guy? Hydrologist. Okay, whatever. Fucking sounds sounds enough. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, sounds legit. See, see, you y'all didn't expect me to know. I'm a smart motherfucker. I, you know, people just don't think it because I sound hillbilly and I look homeless. I mean, (laughs) all right, all right. Before we get too much farther into this, let me bring back the reins. Before we get too much into this, uh, I want to thank Hookset Hoodlums uh, for their continued support of the podcast. Uh, scuba fishing is also a member of hook set. It's weird. It's, it's, it's awesome being part of hook set. Cause you just have a wealth of guests at a moment's notice. It's amazing. Um, but, uh, they've got some big things coming up in 2022. Can't talk about it, but huge things, uh, right now is the time to get on the wave folks, get yeah, on there, yeah. get that merch. Like there is big things happening. So, and, uh, and then we'll do a beer. A beer crack. Everybody got something to drink tonight? Mm-hmm. What do you got, Steve? Steve is going to Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, uh, whiskey and cola already mixed, you know, in the can. So Yeah, we call that the uh, the guy who uh, wants to drink White Claw but doesn't want to admit it drink. I, I, no. No White Claws. <laughs> no White Claws ever. Hey, Paul, look, what do you got, brother? Look, they ain't nothing. Look, this right here got 8% in it. This is eight percent or truly. He's probably seven, he's probably seven deep already. <laughs> not 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 yet not yet. My words ain't my words are still coming out full. I have today. I changed it up. I got a Goose Island Beer Company Beer yeah. Tropical Hug. It is a, a double DH double IPA nine point yes. nine percent alcoholic by volume. That is a very good beer. Hey Alex, I like I, what do you got? I had I had a Kate made two episodes ago just for you. It was he did, nice. he did. I feel like I saw it, man. I, I feel like it. that's like drinking mud. I can't drink stuff what? like that. But IPAs? Yeah, too thick, man. Uh, so I've got an IPA. <laughs> I can never get that right. Uh, so with me being out in California, you know, you know what? For, Archer. for you guys today, hold on. I got IPAs in the fridge. I'm gonna grab one. I'll drink it just for you guys. You got a shotgun it live. Oh jeez. <laughs> Look, this is this is a sixteen ouncer. I am not yeah, shotgunning another one. No, I'm not. Last time I shot. Beer. I it, it took forever for me to get done cleaning off the mess everywhere <laughs> from when we shotgun beers with uh, Josh from Dark Waters. Like there uh-huh. was beer everywhere when I came up out of the basement to talk to the wife. She was like, holy shit, you smell like a brewery. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's because I failed at shotgunning a beer. And she just looked at me and she's like, what's your problem? What are you, 17? <laughs> all, all the all cool right, well, kids were doing it. I got two locally locally brewed uh, IPAs. I'll let you guys choose nice. which one. Uh, well, right, this, one's, this one's a, go- a goose, a goss. I don't know what the fuck this is. It's called <laughs> Old Pro. <laughs> okay. It's uh these this is Union Union Brewery here in Baltimore. Union Brewery, yeah. 
And then this one is the Steady Eddie. I like that one. I like that one. Let's go with that one. All right. All right, you guys ready to crack? Yeah. Paul, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. (laughs) Who's who's beer sharded? Who's beer sharded? (laughs) Probably mine. I'm gonna have to chug this because this shit is disgusting. Listen, how fast can you do it without? How fast? That what? kill it. Chug it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Here we go. Get it. For the listeners, uh, Stephen is doing his best to uh, chug this IPA, which he thinks tastes gross, but he's a trooper. Did he get through the whole thing? Yeah. My man. My man. Adam. Adam Apple. His Adam's apple looks like he swallowed a can. Because <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I mean, the main reason we got you on here, like we talked about, you're a stick. You're a hoodlum. Uh, but you've been doing this co-angler thing. And I really want to get into that. But before we get to that, kind of just give us an introduction. Uh, we talked before you got on camera. You said this is your first podcast other than a uh, Fishing with Answers with hook set. So uh, kind of introduce yourself to the uh, millions upon millions of loyal uh, Bass and Brews uh, fans. So how did you get started fishing? Um, how did I get started fishing? I grew up in the town right on the water. Everybody, uh, everybody saltwater fished. We grew up, I was literally uh, half a block away from the inlet. Uh, to if like down the block to my right. If I came out the house and made a right and walked all the way down, I'd hit. I I just hit water in about five minutes. About about a mile from the main ocean. Um, but everybody saltwater fished. It was it was uh, bluefish, shiners. That was it. You know, you went out with you know casted from the shore and we fished that way. Um, and where's this at? I grew up in Long Island, New York. Gotcha. Towards the so east stripers, blue yeah, fish, stripers, yeah. bluefish. Um, you know, we'd go out in the morning. We'd catch a bunch of uh, what the fuck would they call them when they're babies? Uh, sh- not shiners. Um, well, we'd start out with shiners. We'd catch baby bluefish, then you use them to catch the bigger bluefish. Right? Yeah, you use the schoolies, cut them up, yeah. chunk them out there, and then you know that. Um, I got into bass fishing because my one of my good friends, Frank Demiria, he served in the he's in the army still, I think. So, Frank, if you ever see this, thank you for your service. Um, he was like the guy who put me on the to to the green fish bass fishing, and and we would like go fishing, and he was just a fucking outdoorsman, woodsman, who uh, who just he was just an animal, and like we would walk through the woods for for like. 40 minutes to places that no one's getting to and just fish all day long. And I'd be there. I never had really had much patience. So he would, <laughs> he would be, he would catch like 40 fish. Cause he just had the patience for it at that time in life. I mean, I was like 12, 13 years old. Right. And I just didn't have, I would be with like a worm just, <laughs> so, you so know. fishing a worm so like you, wild so, bill does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While while Bill while Bill's burning burning his galaxy worm back in on a on a eight to one reel, yeah, and like this is how you do it. This is how you do it. 
Oh boy. Here I we totally go. Here forgot. we go. I totally forgot about the team chat when he was trying to justify him working that worm too fast and everybody's like, and he was just like, I swear. I, 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 I was just trying to pick up the slack. That was and uh, sorry, that, that was a yeah, no, no. Right there. And then uh as I grew up, as I got older, I would fish with my buddy JB. I still talk to him all the time. He we would go out and like uh invade these lakes out on the east end and like bridge hampton and the hamptons like these these rich people houses just i mean like multi-million dollar houses surround they would and these beautiful lakes and they don't even fish them and this one we would always hit was like it was it was like there was a house on this dune and on the other side was the ocean and this side was this giant freshwater lake probably like i don't know 100 acres or something and we would just nice. slay bass there all day long on, you know, buzz baits and shit. Because no one was fishing. Like, these rich, you know, rich people, they don't want to fish. They don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> you know? were you right. on the bank or did y'all, did y'all have a little No, we would, we would wait her out. We would literally wait her the whole, the whole lake. Nice. Just, hmm. just, I mean, the shittiest waiters you could ever imagine. They'd fill with water in like 10 minutes. So, we might as well <laughs> just run out do. with fucking no shoes on. <laughs> Cody, Cody style, that Lockwood fishing style, and just fish that way. But, um, you, you know, it's crazy, man. Uh, and, and people might not know this. You're a big Wu Tang fan, right? Oh, gigantic, bro. So, I was, uh, and this is just spur of the moment. They have a documentary on Showtime about Wu Tang. Uh, watch on Hulu. On Hulu is. They've like, got another one, too, right? The, but, I mean, but what's crazy. Oh, my what's crazy God. is. I, oh. The one on Showtime, I was I watched the first episode. Riza was talking about bass fishing in ponds in Long Island, mm-hmm. huh. and I was like, "What? Bobby Digital fishes? You got to be kidding me! He I don't fi- know if that's a thing with him, but no, he fishes. Um, a lot of basketball players fish too. Carmelo Anthony's right. a bass fisherman. Paul George is a big time bass fisherman. Yep. You know, I mean, it. That's what I love about this man. This this sport is 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 just there's no restriction you you talk to people and and you you meet people that you would never talk to on a regular daily basis and then you find out how much commonality you really have like yo you want to rid the world of hatred go fishing yeah that's it go fishing i was talking to somebody they were telling me a story i can't remember who it was but they were telling me a story that they used to fish every single day and they would stand right next, a black guy would stand right next to a KKK member and they would fish every day back in the day and talk huh. to each other about fish, bait. Right. But in the regular world, these two guys would never have a conversation. But fishing on the bridge they were fishing on, they they fished every, like every day they fished together, he said, for like two, three summers straight. Yeah, fishing. I mean, there's. I mean, there's just something about it, right? Obviously, we're we're sitting here talking about it, right? But there's just something, something about it that just draws in everybody, and it is a, a great equalizer. It doesn't matter yeah. whether you're that rich guy with that house up on the dune, or, or you're a poor kid in a trailer. Like everybody's got the same shot as long yeah. as they have the skill to do it. And then, I mean, I lost. I lost. Uh, you know, life gets in the way of everything, and you lose. You mm-hmm. lose. You know, I, when I moved, I moved to Florida. I was fishing a lot when I first moved down there, like, because I mean, it was like three pound, four pound, five pound fish every day of the week. Yeah. And then just life got in the way, and I stopped fishing. I mean, for like five, six years, I stopped fishing altogether. You know, I always had the love for it. Like, I would buy a bass, have a bass sticker on my car, and you know, little bass fucking uh, 
air freshener would be hanging in the mirror. So it was always in my head, back of my mind. If it was on TV, I would watch it while I'm sitting there. But it was just life didn't give me the time to do it. And then uh, my my wife now, she she uh, she bought me a rod for Christmas like three Christmases ago, four Christmases ago. But it was like this $10 Walmart special. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. you know. That's real nice, babe, but, I, you know, I would probably never use that. So, but thank you. You sparked it. So I got, like, that's when I jumped really heavy back into it. And, uh, and fun fact is, is actually this, this tournament season that I just fished was my first tournament season ever. That's awesome, man. Ever. That's, so That's insane. Especially um, for coming back into it, like, yeah. like three years ago to then go do that on your first season. That's, that's awesome, man. And I mean. I really ramped back up heavy. I mean, like when three years ago I started fish, I was fishing like, you know, go out for a half hour, 45 minutes, you know, every few days or something or once every month. And then about a year and a half ago, I said, you know what? I, I need something to just zen the fuck out. Cause you know, I have, I have the kids, the house, the bills. I need something that's going to just take the, the edge down and fishing is what did that for me. And then, um, well, let me, I don't want to get ahead, you know, I don't want to, cause we're going to ask those <laughs> questions of how I got into the tournament fishing and all that stuff. I got you. Yeah. So, uh, how did you get into the tournament fishing? I was, <laughs> <laughs> like you had it, man. No, dude, Look, you had it. Like, no, no, go and hold talk. on. Hold you on. You had it perfect. No, no. This is our fucking show. We're going to run it, Steve. Yeah, exactly. So See, I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying. I'm trying. Don't be trying. answering questions we ain't asked yet. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I don't want to answer no questions you didn't ask yet. Exactly. All right. In all seriousness, though. Uh, so how did you get into the uh, the tournament fishing, the co-angler side? So I, when I was younger, I played uh, competitive baseball. I played basketball, football. You name it, I played it. Um because aren't you like six nine and three ninety? Uh, I mean, you're a big nah, dude. Uh, when I was now, I'm six six now. I'm six six, like two fifty, two sixty. But when I was younger, I couldn't gain weight for anything. I was two, six six, one eighty forever. So I was a string bean. <laughs> and uh, I, so I played. You're the I played biggest a, fucking mechanic I have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, do do your cars even? You don't even have jacks. You probably just got like one hand under the fender. You lift that shit up. You do what you need to do. I mean, God dang! How the fuck hey, your man. back don't hurt every day? You, I mean, it's like it you does, looking man. into My a Tonka truck. That's because you be working on like you working on Teslas and and Honda Civics and shit. I work on anything, man. I'm not scared of a car. Them Teslas, let me tell you, I worked on, I did work on a Tesla, the, um, the type, the fuck is that, the model, model T, I think it is, the, the, the SUV one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everybody's yeah, yeah, scared. Yeah. I, I was driving home one day, this lady, the tire flew off, a shop she went to put the tire <laughs> on all wrong. No, for real, oh, the tire flew off. It was yeah. sitting on the, I, this is when I had, before I crashed my Tacoma. So sitting on the on the ground, the tire flew off. So I pull over in the rain. I help her out. I get the tire back on with like two lug nuts I could find scattered in the street. And while I'm helping her, another car spins out and goes into the fucking woods. <laughs> okay, so I I pull my truck around. I strap that and I pull that out, and that girl gets out safely. And uh, so the lady brought the car to the shop. Um, I had to put a rim on it, a fender well, a fender, some trim. 
uh, lower control arm, you know, and, and, and it's, it's like extremely, extremely hard to get Tesla parts. You either have to be a body shop that's certified for Tesla or a repair shop that's certified for Tesla. And the certification is like 75 grand. So we, we have a friend up the street that has a body shop that's certified for Tesla's. So he got us the parts we needed, you know? And, uh, but like, I mean, like 75 K you gotta be like state of the art. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I take pride in what I do and, and for a living. Cause it gives me the freedom to enjoy fishing. You know, it really does. Yeah. You know, I get to yeah, get, as Cup, yeah. As our friend you know. Kate Coley posts all the time, I do this or no, I this so I can that. Exactly. And, you know, it's always yeah. that. I do this so I can fish is what it comes so down mean. to. But hey, y'all, you see, you see how this is why Alex is important to this show, y'all. Do you see how quickly I can take this ship from fishing <laughs> to the biggest fucking <laughs> mechanic you've ever repairs. seen fixing a text? No, I mean, if you, if you watch my feed, that's but that's the one thing that I, you know, because look, the winter's coming and 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 this Instagram shit, you know, like I really wish we could just fish and every and you know, still do what we do like this, but it doesn't work that way. You need content, you know, you need the content. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's why, like I've started, as yeah. you've seen in la- probably the last six to eight months, mm-hmm. I've started incorporating my work stuff into it. Different cars, yeah. you know, I had the 53 Chevy that I'm doing a bunch of work to that I put up. Yeah. Ashton had- Martin yesterday or today too, right? Yeah. You know, that came in and, and it's like, I that, that person actually bought in their Porsche truck the next day to get worked onto it as well. So it's like, that's what I want to work on. I don't want to work on these fucking Priuses and all that bullshit. But I, 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 well, I think putting that up is smart. If, if you go back to the episode we did with Ramon Outdoors, the social media yes, episode, yeah. yep. that's like we, we really kind of dug on that on like you can use that. And I think it's a great idea because it shows people another what, side of you, right? It is, shows somebody another side of your yeah. brand. And I think that's a really good idea. But I mean, what, what it's done is it's opened up as well another avenue where now I'm linked up with the guys in the car world, the tool, right. like I, because I, I did a live the other day with some guys that are just like tool, you know, they got like YouTube for tools, YouTube for cars. So these yeah. guys are kind of in that realm. And I actually hopped on a live with them. And the first thing they said was, you're a fishing motherfucker, you know? That was <laughs> the first words out of their mouth. Like, man, Scuba, Scuba, you're a fishing yeah. motherfucker. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's, you know, that's what I enjoy to do. And that's the main reason I got into the tournament series. So, the, back to Alex's question. The way I got into the tournament series, <laughs> um, he's like a professional. You know, I, he's I've getting shit had, back on I've track always, himself. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've always been like hyper. I'm like Paul. I go into the tournaments in your mentality. You know, like me. I I don't view mm-hmm. my season as a success because I didn't win shit. So in my personal view, I failed, but I did reach some goals. You know that that's that's right. there. Um, see, but, so yeah, when see, I played, yeah, I like when, I played, when I played sports, I was like, I could never play just, I don't even shoot basketballs anymore. I don't, I, cause I can't just be casual. It's either a hundred percent or nothing. And I can't do a hundred percent cause I blew my knee apart playing baseball down South like eight years ago. So for me, the only sport I was playing was golf and you can't really get fucking super you know what I mean? Like, how you can't, you know, yeah, you can strive to do better. Like, I mean, I wasn't shitty. I was shooting mid-80s at one point. But, 
It's just that competitive edge was missing. So when I when I started to do some research and look into it, I found the the competitive fishing. I don't have a kayak or a boat, so I wanted to do the kayak bass fishing series this year, but hopefully next year I can do that. Um, so I, this was the only other way, and I started to look into it, and I saw, oh, Phoenix, you know, I started looking at the major, the major series, and I know there's local ones you can get into, and I'm like, do I really want to waste my time to go win 100 bucks? you know, fishing, and, you know, I, if I'm going to win, I want to win like a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks. I want to win something. And so, yeah. And so your local stuff is probably like my local stuff. I'm guessing yeah, in that. it's like, you know, little, you're, you're fishing a local club. So you're competing with you're, the guy top in front prize, of the boat. In a, in a local club, your top prize is like 500 bucks, 600 bucks. Well, 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 so the money doesn't matter, though. You're competing in the back of the boat. You're competing with everybody else fishing, right? And so in, the we'll locals, get into this. in the locals, yes, yeah, yes, in the local, yes, in yes. the national Team tournaments definitely. that you're fishing, that MLF, you're only competing against other co-anglers. The co-anglers, yes, so, yeah. So, so you're you're at your your advantage is the same versus I fished local bass club tournaments back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I didn't have a boat. I was one of two non-boaters, but I've competed against every other boater. And that's tough and so because like, you're, you're at a disadvantage shit, at that yeah. point because you don't have a say in where the boat goes, you know, and and that that's okay. I understand. Look, I didn't pay 50, 60 grand for the boat. You did. So look, yeah. I'm going to rock with you now, you know, but this is, so, yeah. And this ahead, is Paul. why, but this is, this is why what you, what, the, the co-angler side, of this is why it's interesting because you're on the same playing field as all the other co-anglers. And so that's, that's the whole point about it. That's what's intriguing to that, even though the money, the buy-in is going to be more and you got to travel a little more maybe, but you don't, um, you're on the same playing field as all your competitors. So yeah, the, the buy-in yeah, in, in my, I mean, I might be crazy, but in my opinion, the events weren't that expensive for, for what you're fishing and what you can win. You know, it was, uh, I think, a hundred bucks an event. And you could win like uh, 2,500 bucks first place. It was a hundred bucks an event. That's actually not bad at all. That's a lot lower than I thought it was going to be. That's That's I, think, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, mo- the two day event was 130. Okay. So, you know, but. And, the, and the, how many events did you fish? I fished all five in my regular season. So 500 bucks. What made you. Go ahead, Paul. No, I'm sorry. I interrupted Alex. Go ahead, Alex. No, no, you're good. No, Scuba said go ahead, Paul. Scuba's no, no, you were, you, were, you were going into the money side. You yeah, have 500 bucks. So, so, you know, so go, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, 500 but, bucks. You don't have to – I mean, you're pitching in for gas, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, you throw the guy well, some well, cash for gas. Look, that's, that's one thing that I should definitely touch on. There's, 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 a, there's an unwritten etiquette that you have to have. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're going to get into co-angling, you got to, you know, they, listen, most boaters, they don't expect you to pay 100 bucks for gas. No, 40, maybe 30 to 50 bucks, and they're happy. Okay. I, what I like to do is I call, you know, the, you'll get your boater info the day before. Every time I call them, I, you know, I say, hey, bud, it's me. You got to, you know, introduce how, how uh, what do you plan on fishing? Where are we going? Deep, yeah. shallow. Are you going to be moving? You're going to be punching what, you know, what's your plan? So that way I can adjust what I'm going to bring with me to that fact. Cause 
you know, we all have a ton of fucking tackle. My wife yells at me every day that I have too much fishing shit. <laughs> um, and so, you know, so I can adjust and bring what I need to bring the colors I want to bring, you know, I, I'll talk to them if they pre-fished what the water looks like, if it's cloudy, if it's clear, you know, so I, if I'm bringing black and blue, if I'm bringing green pumpkin, if I'm bringing stealth pump, you know, whatever, you know, just to mm -hmm. adjust so I can make my adjustments. Cause I'm not, I don't really have a chance to pre-fish. Um, and then when I get there, I don't wait till the end. I, I, I usually, I'll hand the money to them right away so that, you know, cause that just takes the edge off. Cause most boaters are like, you know, here I go again. This, you know, am I going to get shafted? You know? Yeah. So, another, another jack, jack nuts. So, I mean, out of, out of the five boats I rode on, one of them was a fucking prick and I didn't pay him because he, he, he knows me out. He didn't really let me fish the holes. He, you know, he, and he caught one fish all fucking day long. So we weren't on fish anyways, but you know, like he had, he, he was a jerk off, whatever. He plotted out like single beds to fish. He was. He said he was there for three days, and he plotted single bedding fish. Like I remember you talking about this. I remember you talking about this. Horrible. Yeah. So I didn't give him. I didn't give him gas. Well, fuck him, man. For the last three hours of the day, I didn't get to fish anything but out behind the boat, out in the deep. So yeah. I was, so I, I think I don't do it. But I've heard a lot. Oh, bedding I, I fish. Other, yeah. So, so I guess another unwritten rule is like you're not supposed to cast forward, right? Well, I mean, you can, you can. Um, the other four boaters were cool with it, as long as like you know you have to pay attention. If the boaters fishing to the to the right, I'll I'll cast up. I won't cast like straight up to the left, but I'll cast up out a little bit to the left, and usually they're okay with it. You know, it's mm -hmm. just about respecting the boat. You know, I don't step on their seats. If I'm if they ask for a net, I'll, you know, you, you make sure not to step on their seats. You don't throw the fish on the seats. I mean, no if it dipping, happens, no dipping glow and fucking yeah, you know, like I mean, I don't, I don't use that. I don't use that stuff anyways, because to me, it's pointless. Scent, scent, liquid sense and all that shit. I don't use that yeah. stuff. So, so like, I, I'm assuming what I'm hearing is you you have good communication with the boaters. Like, you probably ask yeah. them what's What's the rule? Like, what's the rules of your boat? What? Yeah, you know, what it, do you expect from me? Look, Shit like that. So, in the future, I hope to be a boater. And and when I'm boating, it's a sixty thousand piece of machinery. You know, you expect to treat it like it's your own, man. That's it. And and most of the time, they're cool. You know, if I have if I have a bunch of like, I I don't pack like a lot of food. I will pack snacks like granola bars and shit like that. I'll offer you know just whatever you want. Water. You want this. You want that. And it's usually it's a smooth smooth thing. Um. The other thing I say is keep in touch with those guys for, for, for whoever's listening. When you want to go out there and, you know, it's not easy um, to do that. It, and, and when I decided to sign up for that series, there's another series as well, that the Toyota series. There's, uh, there's the two major series. There's the MLF and then there's Bass. Bass is, is, is cool, but it's ex really expensive. And then the, Toyo the Toyota series is really expensive and the toyota series is usually only three events per region but it's like so uh, he is so good at this i'm gonna interrupt you because he is so fucking good at this because <laughs> i was just about to say before we go any further back up and tell us why you chose the ml like why did you choose the trail that you chose now, the the, oh, the phoenix the Fe I, I chose phoenix bass series one because it's it's affordable you know like if you work a job and you can afford to fish that tournament, 
you can afford, you know, and, and they have, I don't, I don't even, I can't even tell you how many regions, but they have regions all over the, it's, it's split up into like the Northeast region is, would be hard for me to travel because it'd be like six hours of driving. So that's why I did the Shenandoah. Cause it's, mm. I think the most I had to drive was four and a half hours. That's not bad at all. Damn. Yeah. So for five tournaments, that's pretty yeah, good. Up and down the coast, they have, I think, I think the region number three is like the whole East coast. Region number four is like the the middle of the country. Then they got the Midwest and then the West. So there's and this I is mean, and, and to be clear, the Phoenix is the MLF. Yes, yes, Phoenix is, is part of the MLF okay. Big Five. MLF has five major major uh, series. So the the reason why I picked the Phoenix one because it was my first season ever. So I didn't want to jump into. To me, I know it's I know it's a a big series, but to me, it's like you know what. Let me get a couple of these, and then I'll try the Toyota Series. Because the Toyota Series is, like, this next step. Like, if you do well in that, pretty much it's time to go to your own boat and then jump up into, like, the 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 semi-pro fishing. Right. You know? and that. But I, the, I think that's awesome, that progression and how you explained it, because you did say it before. So you just said, you're like, oh, I didn't want to do too much. But I do like that you picked – Something that's going to have five events over just three. Well, the reason not only why are you going to up your chances, but then you also have an option to learn the whole process more instead of like knocking yeah. one out a month. Well, it, it's kind of like what what Nate said. You know, like that competitive that competitiveness was missing. You know, like I didn't have something to compete in. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I love to go. I would love to go to the gym and play a pickup game of basketball. I just can't. My knee, my knee, like any lateral movement, my knee buckles and I hit the ground. You know, I could be walking and turn too fast, and it happens. So, I mean, listen, man. Whenever you want to go, I, I feel like I could win right now. So I'll definitely play you in basketball. You know, I'll, so uh, I'll, I'll show you the dope moves of deadlift shrimp, and uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll kill it. So you I mean, a big ass motherfucker to be falling down just by turning fast, dude. It's it's not even a joke, man. I'll I'll be walking. <laughs> I mean, I'm I was in my my we were in my my wife's mom's kitchen and i turned and literally hit the ground and like what happened my knee buckled you know and that that's just how it is so i needed something to compete yeah and then uh after the first event i was just it was just hooked you know it was my first event i caught three fish one keeper which which what i gauged my fishing as um the way i approached these tournaments was all right let's get a fish in get that one fish on the boat and then just progress see what i can do you know and to to um to say like my first tournament i caught three i think it was four fish actually and mind you it was freezing and the dude was moving like (laughs) lightning all right now we all know cold water slow down right Mm -hmm. i'm not wrong right it was absolutely right it was no. It was Paul. Paul, you Paul. don't know about cold water. Paul. You don't know about cold water. Paul. Paul. It was. It was. Bitch, like, our water was thirty-five degrees this winter in January. Paul, we talking about cold water. Paul, there. This was Fisher. Fisher Copeland. Uh, they are comfortable was, in any water. This was in April or May. We had a cold snap when we hit the water. The temperature was like forty-eight degrees in the air. So the water was probably below 30 when we hit the water. Um, he was cruising probably. Oh, st- 
my first kayak tournament this year when we launched it was 21 degrees air temperature you're you're in a kayak <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying you can't you can't you i can't. don't wear no socks you you're because you're insane well. but you can't break five <laughs> miles an hour you, if you're lucky you do six especially because especially because you're in a hobie listen i have, can do I have six been on a boat hear him squeak I, the whole time i have been on a boat in 30 degree water well look it don't matter how fucking cold it was for All us right. on a boat or a kayak we talking about the fucking fish. How cold it was. Well, it was it, frosty. You don't matter so, how cold you were. We don't give a fuck about you. It's about the fish. So, it, we, so anyway, keep talking because this is going down. This is going to be like the Sean episode where, where he tried to argue with me about luck. I'm trying to give the motherfucker a compliment. And, and he's over here like not like I'm trying to give him a free ribeye steak. And he's like, no. I love ribeyes, but I'm not eating your steak, Paul. Continue, um, continue. So the guy was just doing a lot of uh, dead brush. It was all dead brush, dead grass. He was doing a lot of punching, you know, dropping a a small Mm. little weightless craw into these brush piles. But I was fishing holes with like a spinnerbait. I had a peanut butter and jelly chatterbait. The water was real cloudy and I black and blue. My first, my keeper was caught on a peanut butter and jelly CFL chatterbait with a, uh, actually, I think it was a, a stretching lines te- trailer. Shout out. I'm pretty sure it was. And, uh, and then the rest of the baits were on spinners. But, like, I got to, we got to a hole where he caught, we caught, like, seven fish on this one cove. And I'm like, why are we going to move? We're catching fish here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. The, the rule, don't don't leave fish to go look for fish. It don't make no sense. So he, he had a, a snag or something. So I was fishing this hole with the spinner. And boom, I throw it in once, pull it out, throw it in the second. And, I mean, it was like the perfect the perfect hole. And around it was just all brush and then a, 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 like an alleyway into it. I'm like, there's definitely a fish in there. There's got to be. And I was trying to fish holes like this all day long, but he's moving so fast, I would get like one cast, and then that was it. But he he had to stop here. So I'm I, one, nothing, two, nothing, third cast, sure as shit, bang, smack, you know? And I'm like, I caught a fish here, you caught a fish here, I caught another fish here, you caught a fish here. So the one thing I noticed was off the bat is I was hanging with the boaters. So that that right there told me like all right you're doing something right because mm-hmm. you're hanging with the boater he he's he's catching you're catching he's catching you're catching if, and and one thing i will say is most boaters are okay like if they if they go to a hole and then they roll past it and you go into that hole they don't care like that's one of the major things you got to do is keep an eye on the boater cuz most of the time if they're using their their uh their screens they're they're seeing something. They're just not getting right. a bite. So like I would, he would punch a hole or shoot a hole. I would go right into that hole once we once he got out of it. You know. And- Do you? Uh, so in that scenario, are you going to? Because I think this comes up with a lot of people. I know I, I always thought this, but uh, and I can't be the only one. So would you look at what your boaters throwing and try to throw something um, that to make sure that you're not throwing what they're throwing. Like something complimentary, like if the, he's the, you know the going one through t- these holes, you know the what I mean, t- and running a moving bait. Are you gonna slow it down with finesse on the back end? My game plan depend. I would shoot my game plan off the weather. Okay, and I would you know 
stick to that game plan. Like when I got skunked, I just said, I'm going to throw jigs all day long. Cause the week before I was killing it with jigs. So I stuck to jig and you know what? I skunked, but I said, I'm not going to switch. Cause my border wasn't catching fish either. He was catching like bluegill and dinks all day long, wacky worming. So, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay with what I got. If something hits, something hits. If not, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I always, I'll look at the, I'll look at the water clarity, the temp, the, the, the regular temperature, the weather, and I'll base my game plan off of that. And then I'll stick to my game plan. Like, uh, we had one tournament, it was a lot of overcast. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my day on top water until the sun breaks. I'm not going to get away from top water. And it worked. The, my, my keepers on, that was the last tournament I was in. And my keepers on that one, which pushed me into where I could have went to the, where I made my placement for 38th overall, mm-hmm. was caught on top water in overcast. So, and then I broke, you know, when the sun came out and broke away, I changed up to some other stuff and caught a couple other fish, but they didn't keep. Um, so my, so my thing is going in was, was, was this, was like, uh, your mindset is I'm the boater. I'm fishing the weather. I'm not going to, if he say, if he says he's fishing, uh, spinner baits, chatter baits and crank baits, then you're not, you're not going, okay, great. I'm going to throw wacky rigs and Carolina rigs behind him. Your, nah. your mentality is I'm, I'm preparing to fish this tournament the Based off of the weather, the weather conditions and exactly conditions. Yeah, Good. I, and you know if he catches a fish on like I, my 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 tournament before this one, I caught my most. I caught like six, seven fish. My boater caught like eight or nine. He all he fished was drop shot all day long. You know, he was a great boater though. He was like you know once I had three, he's like all right, we're gonna get you to five. We're gonna get you to five. Like once he had his five, he was cool. He didn't care. Right, like, right. He was grabbing fish, but he was like, I'm going to get you to five, you know, and I did. Quick I question. Like seven. Go ahead. Quick question. So you're in the MLF version. Did y'all have like regular weigh-ins or how did that yeah, work? Yeah, in we had full, you know, you get out of the boat. You okay. So, cause, yeah. cause you know, MLF, they weigh them on the boat and just catch. That's the, uh, to- the so, Toyota okay. series. And I think next year okay. they're trying to do the, the problem with that is, is you need uh, an official weigher. Right, right. I was so curious that, how that worked yeah. in the in in your. Okay, that, that's all. But, that's but all even the Toyota, but but even the Toyota series uh, for their championship round, they they didn't do. Yeah, uh, every fish counts. They went yeah. to big five. Or no, got, no, it was the other way around. They went to every fish counts. <laughs> they did big five all year, and then the championship they switched yeah. over. And they have they have I think three guys on the boat in the Toyota yeah, series. Insane. They need a guy there to verify. Um, so like my, I caught a lot of fish with him, and and that's the thing. Like I stuck to my game plan. I I did my weightless Texas, and he kept all day. You know, all oh, drop shot, drop. I'm like, man, I'm just not a drop shot fisherman. It's not something right. that I'm, I'm gonna do. You know, I'll stick to my weightless Texas rig, and you know my jigs, and you know, hey, big up to these guys because I. I mean, Beast man, Coast. hooks at hoodlums has Look, given so much money to Beast Coast. Beast they Coast are fishing has, has caught me a fish in every single tournament that I that I went in. They caught oh, you got that fish. little sneaky trick. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. I think on a live stream, Paul, you were there, but I don't know if you remember because <laughs> you were there physically, but I don't know if you were there mentally. 
I will vouch for the magic flick. That's all I'm going to say. The magic say, flick yes. is a great bait. It is. It is. The magic flick is a drop shot bait, but you can use it in other ways, and it is solidified. The magic, the mag- you know, Cody, I went fishing with Lockwood Fishing once, and he was like, oh, and I mean, the first cast with that thing, and I got smacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? What's, I, what, what's great is like, the, the, hey, the way. Hey, 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 give me one of those. Give me one of them flick shakes. <laughs> I can't have one of them. I like using the big flick shake. I like using the big flick shake. Yeah. On a net head. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so big. The, or the four depending inch. on how you yeah, the four inch one, like the big one. And if you do the uh the pop retrieve where yeah. you're just popping that thing but really cranking it up, when it comes down, it flutters, and when it hits, it kind of like swivels right. to where it looks like a small fry like digging that, in grass. That magic that magic flick is is like for real bass crack. It is no yes. joke. It is no when when my when my bite dies, that's what I go to, and I bring the bite right back, and yeah. uh, and the jigs they make are just are just unbelievable, unbelievable. No. Again, hey Beast Coast, you're probably not listening, but you really got to get us like a hook set hoodlums like uh, I don't know, like a signature series something. I, I like, reached out. We've I given re- so much. I reached out to them about next year, maybe putting them on the jersey. See what they said, and they, you know, said awesome. they'll get back to me. So we'll see. But I don't I think like it. So, so would you say overall it was a good experience for the? I, I, I know you said like in your eyes you. You didn't like yeah, win I mean, the season, right? But you knocked some goals out. Yeah, I mean, I, I had, I had, I had set like you know five goals. Uh, first mm-hmm. one was top fifty. Um, I was very close. I think I came in like sixty first place in one of the tournaments. Okay. Um, my second goal was top twenty. Obviously, I didn't make that. My third goal was top ten. Fourth goal was to win an event, and my fifth okay. goal was to qualify for the regional, which I achieved. So. There were some successes, and and you know, for anybody that's a co-angler, you have to understand it's, it's it's you know, you're gonna be you literally are getting scraps. You know, if you happen to get a big fish, like I mean, there was one co-angler, he got like 21 pounds on four fish one one event, and, but his boater had like 27 pounds. You know what I mean? So oh, they were saying, yeah, they were on monster fish. I I never I never got that opportunity to be on big fish and I mean one event I outfished the boater I caught like six fish he caught one so that that's what I'm saying like when you make a game plan and stick to it just because you see the guy he might catch he caught the first fish that day mm-hmm. but I stuck to what I know and what works for me and like I saw that what I was fishing was slow he had us on lily pads that were underwater. So I grabbed out, you know, and, and shout out to also Basic. They're a small bait company. I don't know where they're out of, but Basic, um, I know Monster Bass sells them on their site. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this thing called the Slash. Every time I use I've it. Never you tell me about that fits. one. So like. But I, I think that's important what you said on there. And, and we've covered it twice. Like I really want it because if you look at anything about co-angling, right? The conventional wisdom and what a lot of people are saying, at least on social media and, and, and on YouTube and everything, is like you need to pair what you're doing off what your boater's doing. But you going in because I feel like that would be frustrating. Like if I had to go out and I'm like, well, shit, he's throwing that. Now I can't throw that. But now, now my saying and, and, and being successful on your first time ever doing this, making the regionals. 
and, and doing all of that by doing your plan. Obviously, you have to like wiggle around as yeah. the day goes through, but you not calling your boater and going like, what are you going to throw? You're going to throw this. Okay, I'm going to throw the complete. Like you having your game plan off the conditions, not based on what the yeah, guy. I mean, I will. I will call him and just find out what what what's your what are you going to fish? Are we going to fish right, deep? Right. Are we going to fish shallow? Are you going to be in a lot of grass? Or you know what 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 is your game plan? I don't care what he's using. I just need to know right. the conditions I'm going to face. You know, right. what it was the clarity because obviously where you're pre-fishing, you're going to fish during a tournament. So I'll ask, what do you, what do you pre-fish mm-hmm. to, to gauge, you know, what I'm, you know, obviously we fish, we know what we're going to use, what works. So like if, if he tells me, oh, you know, we're going to be in some, some coves, clear water, you know, uh, six to eight feet deep, it's going to be this. I know that if it's rocky bottom or soft bottom, you know, I know I can get away with like a lipless or mm-hmm. a football jig, or a jackhammer, you know, you know we're going to be around brush piles. I know I can get away with, you know, a swim jig, or a jackhammer, uh chatterbait, or whatever. You know, right. if he tells me, oh, I'm going to be in heavy grass, I know I got to bring heavy one-ounce weights, bullet weights, some, uh, you know, some, you know, some punch baits, stuff as the, of that nature that's going to work, mm-hmm. you know? No, no, but I, I like that. Again, a lot of people talk about how they, they're going to gauge, but you came in with a plan. You used their intel that they had, right? But then you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're not basing what you throw off what they throw. No, I, and then, I dig I that. Mean, I the, only, a- the only bait that I always had on and kept on was my BFS setup with the weightless Texas rig. Right. That was the only setup that I never changed because I know if it's a slow bite, that's where I'm going. I'm going to go to that setup. I'm just going to toss a weightless fluke, magic flick, uh, worm, whatever, and just let it yeah. soak and see what happens, you know? Yep. Well, I think it's important what what I got gathered from this and what I think is important is that you 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 wanted to know what they were fishing because if they're fishing in forty foot of water with drop shot all day, man, I gotta know that you don't. You're yeah. not bringing. You're not bringing. You know, a frog. No, you're, not, so. you're bringing, not bringing a fluke. Yeah, you're saying. not bringing I'm a bring, fluke. Like you're yeah, right. I'm gonna bring. You're you. prepared to fish the the style of fishing that they're going to do. I mean, but the other things that you ask are important. You ask what's the water clarity. You know, what's the cover like? Like, what are you seeing? You're asking those things so that if you're fishing in 30 foot of water and they're going to be drop shot and you don't drop shot, well, then you bring the shit that you fish. I would shore. bring like a one ounce jig, you know, right. three quarter inch jig. Yeah. Your offshore stuff. Yeah. My yep. deep diving cranks, shit like that. That's going to really just work the deep. And, and, you know, and, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm competitive, so when I like every day I went, I want to win. You know, that's I, I'm the same way you are, Paul. I don't, I don't want to get second place. I, if I'm gonna place, cool. But if I can place, I want to win. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's just how I am. I so I can see from Sean's point, like you know, let me see what I can do. But me, I'm like fuck that, man. I want to win. You know, that's well, why. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm super, super, super psyched and stoked that I placed 38th. It, overall, that was like uh, it came down to the last event at a two hundred. That's a great. That's a great finish, man. So that's like that's a great finish. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's 
you know, <clears throat> I just got to look forward to next season. You know, it sucks. You know, I don't got no one to watch the kids. Got to do what you got to do. It is. That's life, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So are you fishing well, the same series, or are you going to move up into? Is it no? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. At, I'm not at that level yet. You know, I want to. I so want to get fish in the Phoenix series again. Yes. I'm going to fish the Phoenix series again. I want to get. I want to. I'm going to go to the regional next year. You know, I'm going to make sure I plan ahead for it. I'm going to be ready for it. You know, that was one thing I was telling Alex is is when you when you took your bathroom break. <laughs> is <laughs> you know. I, I think there was one my first event out, which I think uh, I kind of I kind of wavered from my plan and I kind of jumped around on too many baits. You know, I know that now. And, uh, you know, that's the only event that I got out fished by the boater. You know, every other event I was right there with the boater fishing. Boom, 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 boom. You know, the, the one event where I got skunked was out of my hands. I would say, I mean, I tried to adjust. I threw some deep diving, uh, deep lips. I threw some uh, lipless cranks. Uh, you know, I was trying whatever I could to just try to get a bite out out where I had Look, to fish. And so that's part of it, too, is there are, if, if you're fishing a tournament during bedding season. Yeah, it's you, you have to realize. Yeah, you ain't going to get the, your ass. The ass of that boat is going to be pointed to the other bank across, and you're going to have to... Now, mind you, he's, I mean, no other boater did that to me. He was the only one who did that to me. The dude <laughs> did that, that. He was the only right. one. And so we would come into a cove. Like, say you got a cove. We'd come in from the right-hand side, and he would swing the ass of that boat to the left and just keep that nose facing the facing the bank. But when you're when you're in the spawn time, that's what they're going to... I mean, you know, that's... They're, <laughs> But again, they we weren't on, we weren't on yes. crazy fish either because he caught one fish all fucking day. That was it. You know, it yeah. wasn't like we but were just in general spawning. Like they're going to line their boat up yeah. to to fish at. But I mean, but you just at that point in time, you know, down here, I don't know how it is up there, but the fish that you can see spawning, sometimes your bigger fish will spawn deeper. Yeah, and so. That's well, when you throw that tube on. That's when you throw a, a Ned rig on. That's when you throw a Carolina rig on with 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 a TRD, something small, and you drag that shit because if he's over there spending two hours on one fish, well, I mean, you're I, fan I was, casting. You're fan casting every fucking thing you see, and you don't well, know was, when you drag was, that shit across a bed that he can't. See. I was doing that with liplesses. I don't. I don't really net rig and all that shit. I was. I was dragging liplesses across the bottom and. Uh, <laughs> My man said liplesses. Yeah, liplesses. He got more s's. He got more s's in that word than fucking Mississippi. <laughs> you know, it was. Now it was. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, for my first season ever. And like I said, I, you know, it's. It was just like you know what I want to do this. I'm gonna give this a shot. But if I and I'm if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. it. You know I'm not gonna fish a bunch of local tournaments and waste my fucking time. And there's no real meaning behind them. There's no, you know what I mean. It's just a local bass yeah. tournament. Win a couple bucks like from somewhere. So, so see, this is this is this is like the, the mindset that we have, right? I don't just want to aimlessly fish. Like I want to fish for something. That's yeah. why I got, that's why, so when I decided to start fishing again, 
I looked at the bass clubs around here, and for whatever reason, a lot of them don't take uh, non-voters anymore because people are assholes, and they're like, it's just easier not to have non-voters. And so I, I had met a couple guys that kayak fished. But, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the kayak fishing. Yeah. It, it, it opens that competitive arena. There's so many online tournaments. Right. There's trails. There's – yep that are truly, you know, you're, you're, it's like the, the I'm fishing KBF. Or something. Yeah, yeah, the KB, the KBF, for instance, the one that Nate Nate fishes fishes in, and a couple mm-hmm. other guys fishing. You know, they're fishing for to to get to something. The Hobie series, right. they're fishing to get to something. You're not just yep. you're not just out there fishing. Like like, if I want to go fishing for fun, I'll take my son out and go fishing for fun, and we can just waste time, and he'll catch bluegills all day while I tie on his bait. You know. Yeah, and me and Alex have talked about this a bunch because. Alex really doesn't care. I'm about the complete it. opposite. Yeah, he doesn't like care about fish. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now, look. I will say this: if if I had a fishing buddy, like say I had, I lived near Alex, and he was like, "Oh, let's yeah. go fishing," I'm down. Like, let's go. We can go hang. You know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But like by myself, uh, you know. Oh, I love it. Where I am, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody around here like that. So for me, it's like, yeah. if I'm gonna go out fishing, why not make it where I can win thousand bucks? Yeah. You know? All right. Why not? So, so I can tell Alex is getting antsy because we we've gone nine minutes fucking over. <laughs> Listen, we are exactly one hour into it. Taskmaster is back. So and you know how so, this works, Paul. So OG Scuba, real quick before we get into our uh, lightning round or whatever the fuck Alex oh, pretends to call it, I've got a name for it. I've got a name for it. Oh, Go ahead. We'll breaking, listen to the breaking. name in a second. Hey, I I want. Two, the top two pieces of advice you can give to someone who is, is, well, let me, let me, there's two people. There's the people that aren't sure, like they know about it, but they're not, they're not sure if they want to do it. And then you got the folks that are definitely going to do it next year. What's, what's the top two pieces of advice you give them individually? So, so the person Um, that's sitting here going, you know, I want to do this, but I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. Like, what, for, what's for the that, piece of that advice you give would, For that person, I would tell him, if you're not, if you if you're that much on the fence, maybe, maybe wait. Because if not, you're gonna donate. You know, you have to go into it knowing. You have to go into it saying, "I want to win." You have you. you for 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 co angling and and the series that it is now, mind you, there's other series that. If you want to go for fun, go for fun. You know, you're not going to get a participation trophy in that series because you have to win. So, you know, if if you're on the fence or if you know if you're unsure about it, like you have to be confident because that confidence is going to drive you through that slow time in the beginning of the day when you're not catching a fish, or if you you're you know you haven't broke that stink off the boat. You you need to have that confidence. Like, all right, this bait isn't working, but I know that I got this in my box that's going to catch a fish regardless so let me go to that and and if you don't have that if you're like oh i don't know or uh, if you're real timid it's it's just not going to work you're going to be miserable you're going to hate it you know and and, you know the other thing if if you are that person you got to like reiterate you know let's catch a fish you know like let me get this first one let me get this first. I don't care if it's a keyboard, but let me get this first one because you know you break that that stress of not having it in the boat. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, bring what you're confident in. That's the other, like another main thing. Like bring your confidence. If you if you fish if you fish worms every day of the week from the bank, bring worms because that's what you're yeah. good with. That's right. probably not the best idea to yeah. start learning something no. new. I mean, <laughs> if if you're if you see your boater and he's slamming fish with a crank, but you don't ever crank fish, like what makes you think you're gonna do the same thing? Because you're not gonna work with the same cadence. You're not gonna have the same style at, that he works that bait. You ain't gonna have the same gear either. He's probably got a crank mm-hmm. rod that is specific. That's what I'm saying. So, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference there. Well, cool. Right. You know, I guess I guess that would be one of the main things. Fish to your strengths. You know, what you know works for you. Don't don't switch just because you see the boater grab two fishes. Really. Now, again, he's got this. He's got his. He's got his graphs. He's got his screen. So he's he's seeing things you're not gonna see. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is, if you see him pull a fish out of a hole. Obviously, he's going to be working to get the fish off the hook in his in his live well. Fish that hole because where right. there's one, there's two. Where there's two, there's three. So well, if shouldn't you, you ask, shouldn't you ask him if you can? No, he's already caught his fish. Know. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, most, look, I mean, there are some boaters that are that they'll put their they'll put their uh, outriggers down, hold their spot, and then if you try to fish the hole, they'll get you'll get a little uh, testy. But most guys, once they pull a fish out, they're cool. You know, like, it's open season. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. You know, I mean, obviously, if he's reeling it in, don't just right away. Right away. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't try to snag his fish. Yeah. Uh, but if he's if he's working on getting his fish, you know, culled and put in, just go right. That, that's my second piece. Go right to that same hole because there's going to be another fish there. So if you're fishing worms and he's fishing cranks and you drop a worm in that same hole, you know, 50% of the time, you're going to get smacked. 50% of the time, it works 100% of the time. <laughs> All right, Alex. What, what yeah, the so it's been great this thing? having you on, uh, but we are world famous uh, for our rapid fire, which I have now just decided we're going to call Shots Fired. Okay, okay. This is great. I love it. I love the so name. Now, Let so me now, tell you all something. I have been – I pestered Alex for weeks about – We've got spreadsheets. We've got shared notes for this podcast. We've been preparing for him to be gone for weeks. I'm like, look, easiest thing, man, copy, paste, put shit on the spreadsheets, put shit in the notes. That's all I need you to do. I will go before and practice doing it. And, And if I have questions, I'll ask you then. This motherfucker ain't do shit until I ask him at the very last minute. Paul, this so is this right here, Paul. this nice hell. Listen, this shot shot fire, fire shit I just is great, but but I you just came you up better with. you better name that motherfucker on my I'll notes page. <laughs> I'll put it in the spreadsheet. I don't have the notes in front of me. I, I do, Paul. I do have one special one for him as we move down the line on it, though. Hold on, hold on. No, this isn't even the spreadsheet. It is the shared Apple. Note that says bass and bruise don't fuck up list while Alex <laughs> is gone. That's it. And you know what? You know who the only person that has put anything on that list is? Is you the motherfucker who has no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Listen, you've been doing great. But that makes but the best, let's get that to, makes the best content. 
I, I probably ruined having shown the fishermen on this show ever again. Matter <laughs> of fact, y'all go check out Jigs and Bigs. Their yes. shit's fucking awesome. It was a great episode Look, uh, that they had this week. It it, it hit Tuesday morning. Go check you, their shit out. It was a great episode. If you don't know who Sean the Fisherman is, you need to check his. He's a fucking stud, man. He he catches. I mean, he enters like every tournament. And his name's always in like the top 10, 15 in I, kayak fishing. I know. So. And see, here's the thing. is is like he's a really, really good angler. He's really good. But yeah, according to Sean the Fisherman, he's the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. Nah. He hasn't caught a fish he meant to catch in his entire life. Nah. He's good. All well, right. Well, I, I do want to say this before you get going, Alex. The, the, Dude, this is going to turn into let, an episode of Gigs and Bigs with let's, the time. Let's just say, <laughs> let me just give Alex some props, man. Listen, shut up, man. So amongst the hooks. Whoa, set pro, whoa. Um, hold on. Let me give Alex some props. Damn, amongst son. the hook set pro, pro staff, we are having an in-house biggest fish tournament. And at the moment, for like, what, the last four months? Uh, now, longer than that. I caught my yeah. fish in so, April. April. So from April to now, Alex caught uh, probably 25-inch monster at 6 pounds and set 15 ounces, ounces. Yep. you know. Um, and he is leading the in-house tournament. At the moment, so I want to just give him some props on that. Thanks, brother. Thanks. I uh, one, I didn't know there was a tournament, and well, uh, you get some controversy on whether it's supposed to be length or weight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Bill, but... Bill clarified today. He said the next fish that will take the lead has to be twenty-five inches or up. Yeah, which, yeah. which I think is about right. You know, yeah, because that for, one. I mean, I didn't put him on a board, but he's about twenty-four. But thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, that. That's uh, that's you know, especially in the muddy, dirty ass radioactive waters of jersey to catch that Man, is pretty awesome I, I you're absolutely right and i miss those waters so much right now <laughs> paul it's time for shots fired all right steve so this could make or break the shitty internet uh uh lifestyle that you have created this okay. is either going to make it even more shitty <laughs> or it's going to propel you to stardom. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, we have had some people who have gone from very renowned anglers throughout the angler world. Yeah. That chose an answer for one of the questions that wasn't even part of the answer. And, and we'll get into this later. He's a great guy. Super well known, but yeah, he, sorry, he chose Josh. a salad. We ruined you. Yeah, well, Was yeah, it... I mean, goddamn, we've ruined two now. Anyway, salad. what the Steve, fuck? Wait, wait, who chose the salad? You don't remember Bailey choosing oh spinach? Bailey choose spinach. Question, but but also another hook set hoodlums member, delirious. I had him on. He was in like the first. I think he was like number three. He picked cheese. <laughs> Delirious is a madman. What he does not understand is the difference between meat and cheese. <laughs> this bitch said my protein's cheese, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, let's get at it. What do you got, Paul? All right. First question. Crocs or flops? None of the above. You got to choose gotta one. one. I go fishing in air foam posits. All right. Show's Hold over. On. Hold on. 
Fuck OG Scuba. <laughs> he, he's he's fucking up the, the best part of the whole podcast. It's going to be a Crocs because that's basically a shoe. And a Croc would be more of a shoe than a flop. And we lost our guest so he can go get his shoes. <sighs> These are efficient. Yeah, Crocs. We're, we're counting that as a Croc. Are you out of your mind? It, it's, I, it's more of a shoe than a flop. This is what I fish in, but if I had to pick, it'd be a flip-flop. <clears throat> Thank you. Go for Jesus it. Jesus Christ. This is this is supposed to be like a lightning round. You just well, answered well, the question. Look, we're gonna, we we're don't gonna gonna get props. Look, look, listen, I, this I'm, isn't Bates and Bourbon, all right? We got right. Yeah. Look, look this like, ain't uh, Bates and Bourbon. We don't have Daryl smoking a cigarette in the background <laughs> on this show. Look, you could call me uh what? It's one of the guys that I just seen. He fishes in Jordans too. I'm that guy, man. I, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> I want to go back guy. to when is Daryl gonna get a, a pro staff shirt? Like well, a really, uh, a really tiny hook set of Hoodlums pro staff shirt for Daryl. We gotta talk to Bill to see if he can make that happen. <laughs> All right, Paul, what do you got? When, when's Daryl gonna get his 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 own picture on the hook set Hoodlums webpage? The American I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get we, we gotta get Daryl a cell phone. You know, we, we don't do computers. We do cell phones. All right. All right. All right, OG. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Fuck no, man. That's a fucking sin. Yeah, that guy's from Long Island. That Look, I'm sense. from New York, all right? We don't yeah. play that shit there. That pineapple shit goes, get the fuck out of here, man. I mean, it's delicious, but. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Right. It's, it's a fucking sin. You should be killed for Look. that. Look, fruit, fruit right. goes on ice cream or you put, nothing listen, at all. You put pepperoni or Italian sausage on a fucking pizza, and that's it. That's okay? Bacon, bacon that's listen, it. bacon and chicken could be honorable mention. Pineapple is like, just Delicious. shoot yourself in the fucking face. So are, you talking about, are you talking about real bacon or Canadian bacon? I'm, no. Listen, I don't put ham on fucking pizza. Thank you. See, <laughs> see, this, see, this is your shit right here. Canadian bacon That's ain't ham, fucking man. bacon. That Look, bitch is anybody, ham. Anybody can fry ham. ham. It's like putting spam on fucking ham. pizza. It's delicious. Oh, goddamn, boy. I will eat a spam egg and cheese <laughs> sandwich like nobody's business. All right, Paul, roll it in. I will what eat we got? spam what we got? out the pan cold. That shit I, is I love delicious. That's disgusting. That's fucking nasty. Don't, don't, don't fight with him, Paul. Keep cold, going, keep going, cold Paul. spam. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh my god. Oh my god. The the congealed <laughs> juice of cold spam. What? Look, bro, you don't have my, to drink look, it. Look, you can serve it. Listen, my my old lady likes those wieners in a can. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Vienna sausages, sausages in a can. That's fucking my disgusting. Wiener sausages. That's look, fucking disgusting, bro. bro look, disgusting. Bro, look. No, okay. dude. Look, the Vayner sausages. Now, 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 look. Let me let me give you some insight, okay? My old lady, she she for her birthday dinner every year, she has fucking shepherd's pie. Okay? Yeah. I'm like, put- yo, listen, they they that shit is for poor people. It's but delicious. They, but look, her family is so goddamn rich. They eat it like it's a delicacy. Oh, they, so they up, eat poor, so they feel like they're being risky. Hold up now. They're like, oh, up we're going to have poor food. Shepherd's pie. Dude, ooh. Hold up. <laughs> I think Do one of the make... servants eat that. She's cursing me out make... right now on the couch. God damn it. Y'all quit cutting me off. Am I talking to myself here? I mean, God damn. Look, let me tell you something. Do, do they make shepherd's pie with beef, or do they make that shit with lamb? 
Dude, I teach a mixture of both. They, they, they make it with... Chipper's pie is made with fucking lamb. You, you ask, lamb ask, ask Gordon Ramsay. They they mix it with both. Yeah, you okay. do like... You just, you lamb use lamb like a meatloaf mix. Shepherd's yeah. pie is like... Shepherd's pie is like the shit you make when you have nothing in the house. You just have like yeah. potatoes, corn, meat, and, and that's and cheese. So you throw it all in a fucking pot. That's like poor people shit, man. It's like grits. That's delicious. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She's on He's, the podcast now going, oh, oh my God, on. it's delicious. Bitch, you ain't talking about no grits. Look at, hold on. Fuck no, we ain't talking shit Paul, about no Paul, grits. Paul, Paul, Oh, it's all grilled. <laughs> this was begun 15 minutes look at, ago. Look, look at the back of my shirt. Can y'all read What are you doing, shit? Paul? Is, that's just your ass. Yeah, we can't Look. read it. Look, bitch, I grew up grinding grits. Okay, now that's great. You grew up poor, right? This shit ain't no poor piece of food. <laughs> I'm not saying anything wrong with it. I'm just saying I don't want to eat it now because I work for a living and I don't have to. You know? Paul, let's go. Keep rolling, dude. Paul, Paul, let me ask you a question, Paul. Did you grow no, up rich? No, no. We are on shots Paul, fired. did you grow up uh, lightning round? Did you grow up rich? <laughs> Motherfucker. Hell no, I ain't grow up Exactly. Rich. So grits is poor people food, man. Don't be be proud of it that ain't shit. Poor people food. Yes, it is, man. Look, I grew up eating powdered fucking eggs and milk from fucking the WIC program, okay? It's but, poor but people see, food. I ain't eating that shit now. That's, though. that's poor city folk. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up in the country. Like we ate shit that we grew, caught, killed, like largemouth bass. Ah, that's you know what? I used to grow um, a ending segment to the show. I grew a whole end, ending segment to it, and it's completely <laughs> off the rails at this point. So first of all, Alex, what did you expect? Fuck you. It's the six thirty. It's six thirty where you are right now. Yeah, it's I got It's 6.30. It is 9.30 for me and him time. So we're the ones running late. Anyway, I All cannot right. bl- Y'all, the grit hate ain't going to happen. I I'm didn't say I hate every bit of I that just, shit look, out. I never said I hate it. I just said it's poor people food. That's it. Listen, if and you I used guys to be are poor. I grew up dirt poor. So Hold on. Okay. If, if you guys are listening... Go to at OG underscore scuba underscore fishing. Find his most recent post and just put hashtag poor people food. <laughs> I just want you to put that and spam his whatever his latest post is with hashtag poor people food. I don't even know if that's a also hashtag, make, but we're going to make one. Also, make sure you go to his last 10 posts and all the posts after this. And make right. sure you say promote at Fish Nation. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't have to. They do that every fucking time. Yeah. Look, I have the greatest. When those people say promote at so-and-so, I love what I do. It takes some time, but I love it. Only one person answered back, and it seriously ended up being like 50 comments of them trying to answer me back. Anyway, all right, let's 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 move on past the grit hate. Because this motherfucker okay. thought he was poor, but he's not poor enough to eat grits, so fuck him. We he didn't have grits in the he North. Pretend poor. We couldn't he even afford t- grits, motherfucker. He just had grits. they free. All you do is get dry corn and grind where, it up. Where the fuck like is he going to get dry that shit corn away? in Long Island? Yeah, where do you get corn? <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, the homeless That's people what... turns on the side of the street. Let that shit dry out. I don't know. I ain't never been to Long Island. You said right, you Paul, lived wait. in Florida. I did. I them all kinds of bits down there. That's where, hey, you know what? When I moved to Florida, that's where I discovered um, gravy and biscuits. Mm-hmm. Well, so, 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 historical fact is biscuits and gravies ain't no southern food. That shit is a northern food. Everybody it associates it but with poor, the south. Poor but that, shit, that shit's from the north. I mean, goddamn. We never had that shit up north. And the gravy is totally different because up north we have like brown gravy, like turkey gravy or chicken gravy. Yeah. Down south, that shit's different. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Gravy, gravy, oh, and biscuits. We, we can't on talk state. about food because y'all, we can't. All right. In a three hour session, five two pounders or one seven pounder? I'll take that seven pounder. Fuck those five two pounders. Well, it depends. If I'm in a tournament. Oh no no ain't no nope, depends. It's this, over. Ain't, this ain't this ain't a commercial <laughs> for adult diapers. Nope, ain't no dependent. Ain't no dependent. We are gold, not shitting man. our pants on this show. Listen, if we don't hurry up, yet. we are gonna be shitting. Somebody's gonna be shitting their pants on this show. <laughs> be all, right. all right, so we got another half hour to go. <laughs> Wacky or Texas rig? Texas rig. Fuck a wacky rig. Slow jams or hype music? Are you eating largemouth? No. I don't eat fish at all. But hype music, hype music. All right. So my special question, we talked about it earlier. This is going to be a very decisive one. Who is your favorite member of the (laughs) Wu-Tang? That's a tough question, man. I mean, there's only two right answers. Are you kidding me? There's eight members, man. Um, they're like the Backstreet Boys of rap. Hey, hey come on, man. That's now you now you just straight straight disrespect. <laughs> what you got, man? I'm either gonna go with no, Ray, there's no Ray, Rayquan the Chef or Method Man. Uh, those are picks. Ooh, I mean, those are man. good picks. And then method like, man I would pick. But I don't like man my, here too. My my wild card would be ODB. Yeah, ODB. Is it, yeah. Oh, but yeah. All right, man. All right. And the uh, the only question that really matters, right? The only question that really matters. This is literally why people listen to one hour and twenty one minutes of this. And thirty six seconds. And thirty six seconds. Every fisherman loves a sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Honey turkey, honey ham. Honey, ham. honey turkey, honey ham. And Don't chicken. say spinach. Chicken. Oh, and bacon. And what? And bacon. I'm sorry. Honey turkey, honey ham, and bacon. Like it. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. Um, you I killed think, it, man. I think Paul had another question. Oh, we yeah, we forgot one. Who <laughs> of the Hookset Hoodlum owners do you <laughs> love and want to hug the most? I like that. That's a new one, Paul. I like that one. <laughs> but we this is a special question because we only get a few people to ask this one to. Who do you You're love? Right. Who do you love the most? And who would you want to give the biggest man hug to? Wait, wait, wait. Paul, can we turn it back around on him and just do Mary Fuck Kill? <laughs> sure. Yes. Let's do that. Mary Fuck Kill. You've got Bill. You've got uh Drew. And you've got the cyborg. 
This is out of control. Well, obviously, I would try to kill the cyborg, but wouldn't work. <laughs> You know, he's not a real person. Yeah, he's not a real person. So, um, I'd, ma- I'd marry Drew and 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 just fuck Bill. I think that's the right answer. I think that's the right answer. <laughs> Bill right, is a note. handsome. Bill is a handsome motherfucker. No, nah, but Bill's always but fishing, Bill's so dirty. the wife's home with the kids and alone and shit, <laughs> you know. And, and yeah, but Bill's dirty. He's got that Tweety Bird chest tattoo. You know what I mean? And that, like and that, that rape, that rape mustache. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Steve, thanks, thanks so much for coming look, on, brother. Look, who shaves a beard to have a rape mustache? He does. He's a oh. All right. All right. Going off the rails. It's been great. Uh, this is a great episode to come it's back been great. to. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey, um, check out Hookset Hoodlums. Um, you know, best best uh, fishing apparel company. They're coming out with some performance hoodies. Hopefully, this week, new hat just Woo! dropped last week. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Beast Coast Fishing for their, I mean, jigs, their soft plastics, everything. I'm not on a pro staff or anything with them. Just I catch fish with their shit, and that's all I can say. Um, stretching lines, anglers gear, soft plastics, all handmade in the USA. Um, I think that's all I got, man. You know, thanks to the, whatever companies I've used for this tournament season, um, favorite fishing rods, Shimano USA, Shimano Japan, um, spear point hooks, cigar line. Those are the, you know, what I've used personally, um, you know, shout out to OGO. I, I had gotten to a jam. I needed some some stuff for a tournament. They got it to me in like two days. If you hit up, oh. if you hit up Joe at OGO and you you know you need something, he's gonna get it to you ASAP. He's got JDM reels now. He's got kayaks now. He's got, I mean, he's, he's got some Joe stuff. Brown. <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> oh, jugs and bugs. Taking it back to the jugs. At, at, at Old Glory Outdoors, um, you know, small bait shop, veteran-owned, support it, check it out. Um, you know, I don't think I have much more. Shout-out to all the hooks and hoodlums that support the page. Everybody that follows me, I appreciate it. You know, it's been a short time, and, and uh, you know, I just try to show you, how, you know, what I do every day. You know, that's all I got, really. Thank you guys and for having me. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, hell yeah, dude. This is awesome. Brother. And a final shout out to the daddies of Bass and Brews, Jigs and Bigs. <laughs> Bobby Rose Beef just got a new car. Congratulations to him. It's not a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> really? 